podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. We've got conference play this Saturday, and I am ready for it. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. I'm Chris Ross. And this is the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. Yes, it is week four, and for the first time this season, we actually have Big 12 on Big 12 action. Two games, West Virginia at Kansas, Oklahoma State at Texas, and those will be two of the games we are picking this week. Yeah, both of them are, are pretty interesting for different reasons. Uh, West Virginia, Kansas, obviously the right now it's looking like the bottom of the Big 12 uh, battle for the basement. And then obviously Texas at, or Oklahoma State at Texas, the Cowboys have had the Longhorns numbers as of, as of late. They haven't looked 100% impressive this season, while Texas is coming off the loss at LSU. They got the win last week. So the, that's a big matchup. Yeah, that's a, it's a great matchup that one is on primetime abc an early big test in the big 12 i appreciate i mean as an oklahoma state fan i'm i'm nervous as i'll get out but it's good for the big 12 to have a matchup that's this big and has this much um i mean this much weighing on it this early in the season and then i think the west virginia kansas game is a really interesting one and it is it is kind of a i mean texas tech may have a say in this but it it could kind of decide who's going to finish 10th and and 9th in the big 12 this year so obviously we're making picks very excited to have Abdul Maman on the show. He's a college football analyst on Twitter. He was actually our pick. He was actually our guest picker two weeks ago. He's the one that we had, and the recording was, um, let's just say, off. Uh, so he has been gracious enough to join us again this week and, and make some be our guest picker. He's got some, some interesting insight. We are going to talk quite a bit about this this OSU Texas game. Kind of, we're just going to present the the matchup that we're most intrigued in, and, and I think I think we've got some interesting. Interesting ideas on that. Also, the other game I'm really interested in this weekend is the Iron Skillet. It is a rivalry game, TCU-SMU. SMU looks pretty good so far this season. TCU obviously with a great defense. They're still dealing with their quarterback controversy. They haven't officially named Max Duggan as the guy yet. I'm really intrigued by that game this weekend. 
Yeah, I, I don't know how Max Duggan doesn't get the start after pulling Alex Delton after the second drive. So he came out with the third drive, immediately marched them down, got the touchdown, got the win at Purdue. No, his numbers aren't aren't great. They're, they're just not. They're very pedestrian. But it's clear that this team has a spark with him under center. Well, this is a TCU team I think is going to be more run-heavy than pass-heavy this year. That's that's where their strength lies on offense. But I, I'm intrigued to watch this game. Anytime they have a rivalry game, two teams that really don't really don't like each other, it's hate week for TCU this week. I'm intrigued by this game on Saturday. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on it. Um, and it is of course another game we're gonna pick. Now I want to say this before we get to our picks. That West Virginia Kansas game is really interesting. But if you want to watch it, like like I want to. You're going to have to have ESPN Plus. That is where the game is at. Big 12 now presentation on ESPN Plus. And if you aren't signed up yet, like if you just hate technology and you're trying to fight the future, I get it. Good luck. Enjoy that battle. You're going to lose. Just go ahead and get it. Like the content on there is fantastic. And if you have a Big 12 team, which you probably do if you're listening to the show, there is going to be a pregame special for you focused on your team that's what they do on here and it is it is amazing and i can't wait to watch the osu pregame for this osu texas matchup just to get a little bit of a a biased perspective to be to be perfectly honest i'm i'm excited i'm excited for west virginia kansas i'm excited for post game and pregame stuff for each individual team uh, i'm i'm a fan of espn plus i understand if you just you just don't like it but it's it's been awesome so far and i think it's only going to get better I will say this. I went into this uh, ESPN Plus Big 12 now a little bit frustrated um, that you have to spend more. It's, you know, it's another subscription. It's another monthly expense like Netflix, like Hulu, like, I mean, it just adds up over time. You know, the whole point of ditching cable was to, you know, ditch the massive bill, but it starts to add up. And so I, I totally get it. But obviously, with where things are going, you know, I bit the bullet, spent the $50 on, on just the full year, and I've loved it. It Like, the content is legitimately really, really good. Uh, I've had zero issues with it. I've had flawless streams, and I've streamed multiple games at the same time. Uh, I, I, I've actually, uh, I've been super impressed with it, and it's some of the, the best money I've ever spent. If you haven't signed up yet, you get a free trial the first time you do. Do us a favor. Go to the 1012 Twitter account, at 1012podcast. There's a link in a tweet pinned to the very top. Just go click that link, get yourself signed up, and get ESPN+. Plus. So being blunt, it helps us out if you click that link. It's $4.99 whether you click that link or any other link. It just helps us out if you use that one. So Yeah, I, I like to be upfront about that. I mean, this is they reached out to us uh, right before the season, and we set up a, an affiliate deal. So you, you're helping out the LGG by using those links. You're helping out the podcast and I like to be very upfront about that, but but you know, um, it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. You guys get all the content, you get to help support the, you keep this. Uh, we do all this for free, you know. I mean, so we get to help keep it running. Go check out the 1012 Twitter account at 1012 Podcast. T and the number 12, the word podcast. Find that tweet pinned to the top. Click that link and get yourself signed up and enjoy all the ESPN Plus action. It is time to make picks. Very excited to do it again. Obviously, this is a uh, Chris and I have a little bit of a wager going. Uh, there, there's some alcohol involved in this, and Chris is still in the lead. But uh, but after last week, I'm pretty excited because uh, I, I I closed the gap by one. I am now six and twelve. Chris is ten seven and one. I'm gonna take any little bit of victory. 
I was a little bit worried because we had some overlapping picks last week. And uh, after the first two weeks, that was not a good sign for me. So uh, yeah, you, you closed the gap a bit. Uh, I did not have a good week, uh, but we're going to rebound this week. Well, I'm going to continue to close the gap on you. And we have a guest picker back this week. Now, I want to welcome Abdul Memon back to the show. Uh, he is a college football analyst on Twitter. And Abdul was our guest picker two weeks ago, and he's the one where the audio didn't record properly, and so we lost it. And through the magic of editing, I found a way to basically make it seem like he wasn't there. But I just want to say, Abdul, welcome to the show, and thank you for being gracious enough to to give us some more of your time, man. Oh, oh yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay, so let's start with this. Uh, before we get to our picks, the, the big game this weekend for the Big 12 Wait, is obviously— Before we do that, yeah, should we— uh... Do we have the ability to? Where, where did he go that week? I think I went five and one. I only I think I picked the Kansas incorrectly. Everything else I got correct. Yeah, I I, I thought it was pretty good. So I, I just wanted to point that out that uh, maybe we should let that record stand. That um, you know he he did pretty good. Okay, so I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna take your word for it because I don't actually remember. Uh, five and one sounds good. We'll see how he does. Uh, Gracie did all right last week as our as our guest picker. I think we all kind of had a rough week three, just being. Like, who who thought Kansas was going to win last week? Like, really? Who thought that was going to happen? Nobody. Nobody. So, before we get to our picks for this week, obviously, Oklahoma State at Texas is the big game for the Big 12. And I want to talk about matchups in this game. Abdul, um, where do you see is the most interesting or most important matchup in this game between these two teams? Yeah, actually, one matchup I'm loving to see in this game is actually the Oklahoma State cornerbacks versus the Texas wide receivers. Um, we know about Texas's really good wide receivers and Colin Johnson and then De- Devin Duvernay, but uh, Oklahoma State actually has some really good, experienced cornerbacks. They have A.J. Green and Rodarius Williams, who are seasoned veterans, and they know their ways around the Big 12 offenses. And last year, they only allowed 267 pat- yards, pat- yards passing. Uh, so that's actually really good, given that they're in the Big 12. Um, they just got to focus on the run defense, uh, and uh, then they they could actually be a really good, um, like an overall good defense in Big 12 standards. And one thing I'm looking at is actually if um, if Oklahoma State can actually pull off this upset, um, will the quarterbacks be able to get like an interception or even two in this game? So, Chris, what is the, what's the matchup you're most interested to see in this game? Well, the same thing, just flip it. Uh, Texas has some um, injuries in the in, in the defensive backs that uh, Oklahoma State's passing attack might try to exploit. And, and that's something that I want to watch. How uh, Spencer Sanders, how he kind of makes those reads and how he uh, targets that, uh, that, that secondary that's, you know, they're going to have to find some answers here soon. Injuries are just starting to to really rack up for the Longhorns, and this could be a game that it cost them. So I'm really intrigued by, and I actually I like that basic one, I'm really intrigued by the Oklahoma State linebackers versus Sam Ellinger. Ellinger can run. He's going to run. And and I think that, I mean, look, he's basically their backup running back. And, and can Oklahoma State's defense do a good job of keeping him contained and not allowing him to escape and, and get, you know, long first down runs when, when Texas desperately needs one. If if the Oklahoma State linebackers can do a good job of, of keeping him contained and forcing him to stay in the pocket, um, I, I think this would that would be a huge, huge victory for Oklahoma State and, and probably a, a good sign that they're that the defense is performing well against Texas. No, just in general, the defense, uh, because under Knowles, you know, the the second year we kind of expected a progression, but the Cowboys 
in their in their opening games have come out a little suspect and then tightened it up as the game went on. And so that's something uh, I, I definitely want to watch as well. So one other game I want to just talk about real briefly, and Abdul, I want to get your opinion on this. Iowa State is facing uh, Louisiana Monroe this week, and and so far I would say that Iowa State's offense has been suspect. Now, obviously, Matt Campbell, if you go back and look, the offense tends to kind of get going slowly at the starts of seasons. But what do you want to see this week out of the Cyclone offense to, to try and make you kind of feel better about Iowa State's trajectory this season? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. One is um, they need to have a featured back. I know last year they had David Montgomery. Now he's with the Bears. Um, I know um, these last couple of weeks they have is like a running back type by committee approach with Matt Campbell. But now it looks like they have um, Kenny Ngong. I can't pronounce his name. That's why I, I think I got that right. Um, and he's been pretty good um, in like in, in his spurts. Um, he's a speedster. He was actually um, – I think he was all Big 12. Actually, it was a returner um, the last, in his freshman and sophomore year. Um, he's just been played with injuries, so he hasn't uh, been in that running back role and was more of a return specialist. Um, but Matt, Matt Campbell loves him. Uh, I think they're going to feature him more. I know last week he had some. Um, he had a really high ab- run ab- runs per yard average. So I expect more out of him as the season approaches, uh, as the season goes on. Excuse me. Um, and one thing is um, they've had some killer penalties. Um, I know, like, in Iowa, they had a couple big holding penalties. Um, one was at, at the Iowa 25, like, a holding penalty just killed the drive for that. Um, and I know the, the, Iowa, the Iowa State offense didn't really do well, but we should give credit, credit to Iowa. They're, they're a sound team. Kurt Ferentz has been uh, a coach for 30-plus years, and he knows his way around, like, coaching against, like, these uh, young coaches and making, making sure he coaches them. Chris, do you have any thoughts on what you'd like to see from the Iowa State offense this week? Consistency. I'd like to see. Um, I I just like to see some part of what we saw last year with Brock Purdy, you know. And I I know they lost a lot. They lost, you know, Hakeem Butler. They lost. Uh, uh, I the the Montgomery. <laughs> Montgomery. There we go. Totally blanked on that. Okay, so they lost Montgomery. I I I get that, but we have to see them if they're going to do well in the Big Twelve. You know. Northern Iowa took them to three overtimes. The game last week was a disaster at the end, and they they just gotta they gotta get it going. We saw them come out and, and do well on offense. They got the early touchdown, but then you know it would come and go, and we never saw it consistent. And that's what I want to see this week. To be fair, that weather was inconsistent too, so it kind of like messed up the rhythm of the offenses too. So that, that's fair. Yeah, it's a very valid point. Yeah, I just want to see Iowa State's offense score more than like. 15 points in regulation, that'd be nice. That'd be really good for them. You know, maybe a couple of touchdowns instead of just, just one, that'd be really good. Uh, so let's start there then. Let's start with the Iowa State-ULM line for for pick number one. Right now, Iowa State is an 18.5-point favorite over Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Abdul, what do you got in this game? I'm going to take, actually, Louisiana Monroe with the 18.5 points. Um, I know Iowa State lost a hard-fought battle against Iowa, and now they have to play a noon kickoff, which is actually 11 a.m. their time, I believe. Um, while Louisiana Monroe had the week off. And then two weeks ago, they almost beat Florida State in regulation, not even in overtime. They had that missed extra point, which kind of cost which cost them the game, which stinks. So, and they actually have a really improved uh, offensive line. Uh, excuse me, I improved a very good experience offensive line. And they're led by Caleb Edmonds, who had a really good game last week too. Um, and they, I know their defense gave up 45 points to Florida State last week. 
But uh, over the course of last year, they actually improved. Um, I looked at, I think it was SB Nation. They had some like ranking system and like the first six weeks were like not so They were like one of the worst defenses and last year. And then like over the course of the end of six weeks, they actually improved and they were actually like middle of the pack defense. So I expect um, Louisiana Monroe to actually like um, stay in this game. I, maybe I was, I was stay pulls late at the end, wins by two touchdowns. All right. Chris, what's your pick? Yeah, I would like to see the Cyclones bounce back after um, a, a rough week last week, losing that way. Um, but I just we haven't seen that they're capable of it this year. And until we do, I'm not super confident in, in picking them. They were the Big Twelve preseason number three. Um, they they've they've really fallen off. I I gotta see it to believe it at this point. And I and I don't think that they cover. I'm gonna take you all Monroe in a rough week. So, yeah, um, Iowa State's offense hasn't been great. And obviously week two, you know, you're facing Iowa. They have a, they have a good defense, so I'm not going to take too much away. And, and, the, and the weather had a big impact. But you scored 13 points in regulation against you and I. You scored 17 against Iowa. And, and Matt Campbell's offenses start slow. You thought they might not do that this year since they had Brock Purdy. They had the guy at quarterback returning. I'm going to be honest. Um, it's hard to pick Iowa State by win to win by more points than they've scored in regulation yet. Eighteen and a half is a big number, but I, I think their defense is significantly better than Louisiana than Florida State's was, who who gave up a ton of points to Louisiana Monroe. And I think that, I think they're going to finally find their rhythm here. I think this is I think this is their opportunity for the offense to finally go out and and perform better. Um, I'm I'm especially being behind like I am. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Iowa State to to cover the 18 and a half point spread. I think they win by like 20. I just think their defense does a really good job of of slowing ULM down. Yeah, I mean this is going to this is a tough pick and I in our uh in our pick and pool where we also rank by confidence that I only have them like with one or two points because this pick is tough because if Iowa State, you know, if they bounce back then yes, I I feel like they will they'll win by 21 or more. But if they don't, then I see this being like a twenty-eight seventeen kind of game. Yeah, that that absolutely could happen. I, I I'm not entirely confident with my pick here, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it and hope that uh, Iowa State finally has a bounce back game. Um, well, so, I'm really glad that you took that side. Thank you. I, I know you are. He's got he's got his record. Yeah, he's got to beat you, man. I got to figure it out. Let's go to the other giant line this week. Baylor is traveling to Rice to face the Owls, and they're currently a twenty-six and a half point favorite uh abdul who do you got in this game yeah so i'm gonna actually take baylor um in the 26 and a half um i really like baylor um they were a sneaky pick to make it to the big 12 title game according to some experts i read online um charlie brewer he's played really well in these two games i'll be against that team so i expect the same against rice um i know rice had that one good game they almost beat army but i think it was more about army than rice because army almost beat michigan in the big house which almost made me lose my mind. Um, so I'm going to um, take uh, Baylor in the point in the 26 and a half. Um, and Rice does play that old school pro style runoff, like run first offense. And Baylor has a very solid defensive line. So I expect um, Baylor to keep them in check throughout the game. You know, in that lost episode, we agreed a lot um, on most of our picks. And that trend's going to continue because I'm also going to take Baylor. I'm also going to lay all those points because we saw what Texas did. 
to to Rice. And and now I think uh, the the Bears are going to be able to do the same, especially with Charlie Brewer. Uh, I like what we've seen out of Baylor so far. So, yeah, give me the Bears. Uh, we got a consensus here, boys. Because here's the question. I know this is on the road, but is Rice significantly better than Stephen F. Austin or UTSA? No. And considering that Baylor won both of those games by more than 40, I'm going to go ahead and agree and say that that Baylor covers this one and, and wins handily. And then we're going to figure out whether or not Baylor's any good or not next week when they actually face a legit team. I think they play Iowa State next week at Baylor. They do. That and, is, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. You have won the occasional pick, so that that's okay. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, for our final uh, non-conference game of the Big 12 season, it is the, the, uh, the iron skillet, the rivalry between TCU and SMU. It is SMU hate week for TCU. This is a, a fun rivalry. At the moment, TCU is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Abdul, who do you got? I am actually going to take SMU in the nine-and-a-half points. Uh, I really like this SMU team. They have a very high-powered offense, led by Shane Bouchel, a uh, former Texas quarterback. And they have a plethora of weapons, too. Um, they got James Prochet, Reggie Robertson. Um, they're very good wide receivers. And they actually have a plethora of uh, running backs as well. They have Xavier Jones. They, they got Kamon Freeman. And then last week, um, I, I forgot who they played, but um, it was a freshman running back, TJ McDaniel. He had an amazing – oh, it was against Texas State, excuse me. He had a very good game. He had three touchdowns in that game. So, and they, I think they don't want even want to uh, burn his red, they might burn his redshirt actually throughout the year, and um, may not make make him uh, not redshirt the next year. Uh, and uh, the old line is going to be a big factor in this game because TCU they have a great defense led by Gary Patterson. He knows how to coach defense. Um, and nine, SMU's defenses, uh, excuse me, SMU's defense they have nine starters back, and they're going to go against Max Duggan, who might be the starting quarterback for TCU. Um, and he's a true freshman. So what I can see happening is um, the SMU defense just rolling the box up because TCU had like 300 yards rushing against Purdue. So they might just load the box uh, against uh, – SMU might load the box against TCU. And then they just might um, force uh, Duggan to throw and uh, win him win the game through his arm. So I'm going to take uh, SMU in the points. So I, I'm going to agree with you, but you, you failed to mention the thing that matters most. This is a rivalry game. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a fight. TCU, uh, they you know they kind of struggled their opening week. They put it together against Purdue under Duggan, but like I said earlier, Duggan's numbers were not great. They, I I, I don't know. I think this defense might confuse him, and uh, I think this one's closer than the than the nine and a half. I'm going to take SMU. Didn't he throw like eighty yards against Purdue? Yeah, it yeah it was it is. Yeah, it was. I think it was. It was. Uh, might have been sub fifty uh, percent completion percentage. Uh, yeah, it's. They weren't great numbers. Yeah, Darius yeah. Anderson won him that game. So yeah. no, absolutely. This game kind of reminds me of the OSU TU game from last week because OSU's you know road power five team was Oregon State, and I could argue TU is probably better than Oregon State. Similarly, I think SMU is probably better than Purdue. Um, just for the opportunity to take a dig at all the Arkansas people that I have to live around. It's really sad that Sonny Dykes uh, has been, has done a better job at SMU than Chad Morris did, and Chad Morris is the head coach of Arkansas. Anyways, I, I look at this game, and I say nine and a half points, and I, it's hard to think that a TCU team who offensively has had, had trouble, and I think, Abdul, you're correct, that SMU is going to load the box and force 
and say, if you if you're gonna run Darius Anderson, good luck. He's gonna run into a, a wall of ponies, um, and we're gonna force Doug to beat us. But I, man, that TCU defense is good. It's really good, and this SMU offense is solid. I think it's I I really do think this is a good offense. I think they have a nice defense. I I think that TCU can win this game by ten points. I think they can kind of shut SMU down in the second half and, and pull away a little bit. Um, they'll find ways to get Darius Anderson open. I think they'll finally get Jalen Rager and really use him properly. I'm going to take the Horn Frogs to cover the nine and a half. I don't, I don't think they win by more than like 10 or 11, but I, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and take the Horn Frogs here. It's a hard, I mean, you're playing with razor thin margins. Well, I know. I'm, that, I'm, I'm fully that's aware, all it takes that's to get the win. That's, yeah, that's how yeah, it works, man. That's all it takes to get the win. Yeah. All right, uh, two conference games. Let's start with West Virginia at Kansas. Right now, the Mountaineers are a four-point favorite on the road in Lawrence. Abdul, what do you got? Yeah, this is actually a tough one just because of what happened with Kansas last week. They just destroyed Boston College uh, and won by 24 points last week. But I'm going to go with West Virginia. I'm going to take a four at Kansas. I know um, both, both teams looked uh, really good last week. But I have to go with a more consistent program in West Virginia. Um, they have the better quarterback in Austin Kendall. They have a better O-line. And they have the Still brothers, too, on the defensive ends. As defensive ends, excuse me. And they both have three sacks this year. So I expect them to get to, um, uh, what's his name? Carter Stanley. Yeah, Carter Stanley. And get a couple sacks against him. And they there's a key, actually. Um, I would think it would be Kapuka Williams, the Kansas running back. And against the West Virginia run defense. Because West Virginia does have a really good uh time against a run they've averaged um, 188 yards um against so um they gotta fix that by putting eight to seven seven eight men, men in the box just like what smu i think will happen against tcu so yeah i'll take west virginia in the four all right abdul i'm i'm a little disappointed because you are way way off here carter stanley from what we've seen is better than austin kendall Kansas not only has Puka Williams, they also have Khalil Herbert. And uh, the Jayhawks are going to get the win. And, I mean, <laughs> give give me Kansas. They're the better team right now. Uh, I, I haven't been super impressed by anything I've seen out of West Virginia. And any time you beat the spread by 45 points, I mean, <laughs> I'll just ride that horse until uh, until they prove me wrong because that was impressive. And as long as Kansas doesn't forget about the RPO like they did against Coastal Carolina, then I, I like their chances in this one. Okay. No, I'm, I will be rooting for Kansas. I won't be like mad if I get this wrong because I would like to see that program get back to relevance. And Les Miles is a good coach too, so I'd like to see him do well at Kansas too. So this is a weird game because on the one hand, I don't want to overreact to the Kansas win, but then I also don't want to overreact to the West Virginia win. And... I kind of go to Kansas found a way on a short week to go on the road and and just blow out Boston College. West Virginia had a full week. Uh, I think NC State came in just a little overly confident. West Virginia was at home. On the road, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't think West Virginia covers the four. I don't know that Kansas wins this, but I'm going to take the Kansas side of this with Chris. I I agree with, look, Kansas offensive line is probably one of their best units. Um, you've got two fantastic running backs. I just I, I look at this and say I I think Kansas wins. I'm not going to pick them to, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas in this one. 
Uh, yeah, I for me it, it comes down to Khalil Herbert's the difference maker in this. Um, while everybody's worried about Puka Williams, he's a little bit bigger. He's you know he's a, he's shown out the last couple of games and he's kind of outperformed Puka in some ways. So uh, I think that one two punch is going to be tough for a lot of teams to deal with. I believe this is the first game that I'm the one who chose the uh, the one side, and you two chose the other side. So this is uh, an interesting game right here. Yeah, this yeah, is. I, this I'm is not amazing. excited about that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get to the game of the week, let's uh, let's look at our non-Big Twelve games. Uh, Abdul, what do you got this week? Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm looking at Old Dominion versus Virginia, and I think uh, this is a perfect letdown slash trap game for Virginia. Because they beat Florida State, that's a big uh, game. It was at at home, so they're probably feeling a little. It was emotionally, uh, uh, it would be an emotional letdown probably for this game. And then they got Notre Dame the week after, so this is like a sandwich. Like uh, Virginia will not take Old Dominion seriously. Um, and one thing I've noticed too is the total in this game. It's now to forty-seven points total. Um, so I think the bookmakers think uh, they expect Virginia to win by like thirty-five to three. Um, but those are really rare to see, and you can't really like, like, like perfect, like accurately predict that perfectly. And I did this actually last week with uh, Arizona State against Michigan State. I saw the total was like forty-one points, and Arizona State was like a two uh, touchdown underdog. So I, I tweeted the pick out. I was like, I'm pretty confident in Arizona State like just covering the spread just because of that total. And they did actually at Old Dominion. They actually put, hung out hung with uh, Virginia Tech. They were, um, I think they were down by a touchdown in the fourth quarter. And they controlled the uh, time of possession in that game. And they were only outgained by 60 yards. So I'm re- actually really liking this Old Dominion pick. And that's why it's my favorite one out of the non-conference. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Virginia, a 29-point favorite in that one. You're taking Old Dominion to – yeah, I like that pick. I've, I've seen a few other people kind of talk about that one. I, I think that one's pretty solid. Chris, what do you got here? I'm also taking a dog. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing picks against the spread for, for almost a decade now. And, and there's a lot of value in that group of five. And I'm going to, that's that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to take Louisiana Lafayette getting three and a half at Ohio. The Raging Cajuns are three and oh against the spread. Ohio's one and two against the spread. And, and that's kind of an indication I always like to look at. But, but beyond that, uh, UL Lafayette is coming off of a couple big wins. Ohio's coming off of a couple of losses. A tough loss last week at Marshall. They lost by two. Um, I, I like the Raging Cajuns to get this to get the win, and uh, so does ESPN's FBI. And I, I I don't know. I just see UL Lafayette as the better team here, and and that's going to be my my pick. And uh, what's my record on these uh, non Big Twelve picks, by the way? You're Phillip, you're, uh, you're 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 three now. No, no, you're not. Wait a minute. No, yeah, you're three now. All right, shut up. <laughs> All right. Um. So I. I I really looked at the uh, Houston Tulane game, and then I realized it's a Thursday night, and uh, this is going up on Friday, so I wasn't going to pick a Thursday night game for a Friday podcast because I don't want to look dumb that quickly. So I am going to go with a favorite here. Right now, Georgia is a a 14.5-point favorite against Notre Dame. Georgia is at home, and and here's the deal. Georgia has the fifth-best rushing offense in the country. Now, I realize Georgia ain't played nobody. But neither has Notre Dame, and Notre Dame has the 110th worst rushing defense in the country. I just look at this game and think Georgia is just going to outclass Notre Dame, and I think Georgia's going to be able to pound the ball 
all down their throat all day. Even even with George, and, and, and here's the thing, even if Notre Dame says, okay, well, we're just going to load up and try and stop the run because we haven't been very good at it. Yeah, Jake Fromm's a solid quarterback. I just, 14 and a half, I think that's easy. I think Georgia wins this one running away. I don't think Notre Dame is as good as they were last year. I don't see any reason to believe Georgia's had any drop-off, especially not with the way they started the year. So I've got Georgia easily covering the 14 and a half. And uh, just to, so everybody knows, what's your non-Big 12 record? We don't have to do that every time, you know. You got to be that guy. We do. We have to be upfront with the listeners. You they can't your, be running off taking your picks and you know think they're gonna. Hey, I never told anybody to go and bet my lines here. Okay. Hey, to be fair, I actually I remember now. I only I had um, my non-conference who I was joined uh, two weeks ago. I actually got that wrong, and I got the Kansas one wrong. So I was five and two, I believe. Still. Yeah. Still, you're better than me. So okay, let's wrap this up. Uh, game of the week. I. I I actually, um, I actually tweeted out. I picked Notre Dame to cover that spread. So, <laughs> ooh, okay. So we've got me and uh, me and Abdullah at odds here. This will be interesting to see what happens. Which means I probably just made a terrible pick, but you know, so be it. Oklahoma State traveling to Austin to face the University of Texas. OSU has had Texas's number in this one for a while now. Gundy seems to just have an edge over Texas. So this is going to be. It's going to be big. It's going to be a go a long way in, in determining which uh, which teams will make the Big Twelve title game. And, and I love that we have a a big game that's that's this important to the conference standings this early in the, in the conference play. Abdul, what do you got here, man? Texas is currently a five and a half point favorite. Oh, five and a half now. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to still take uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, um, I would actually take the over in this game. I think the last time I saw it was seventy three, but I'm not hundred percent sure if that still accurate or not but um i think this is gonna be um a a shootout um i think texas will win by like i think it'll be like a game-winning field goal for texas um you mentioned it chris um safety uh, bj foster demarby overshone they're not gonna Mm -hmm. be out they're not gonna be playing this week they actually lost their backup linebacker caleb johnson um to the transfer portal so that's a big advantage for oklahoma state you mentioned spencer sanders spencer sanders He's thrown 67% of his passes. He looked really good. They got really nice weapons in Tywin Wallace and Dylan Stoner. Um, Chubba Hubbard, he's looking really, really good uh, so far this year. He's averaged nine, 7.9 yards per, uh, per play. And I do like their secondary. I know the front seven's very weak. Um, but I think it'll, I, I expect this to be a shootout. And still, um, Oklahoma State uh, and Texas are cracking up points. And I think Ellinger will have the last drive and get a game-winning field goal. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma State in the five and a half. Uh, so just just to clarify, yeah, the over/under right now is 73. Yeah, I would take the over. Oh, yeah, the over in this game more than the point spread. Yeah. All, all right, Philip, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Okay. Okay. So obviously, like I said, OSU has won four in a row here. They've won five straight in Austin. No team has ever beaten Texas in Austin that many times. Um, Gundy just seems to, I think he really gets the team up for this game. Obviously, Oklahoma State has the leading rusher in the nation right now with Chuba Hubbard. They've got the leading receiver in the nation with Tylen Wallace. And Spencer Sanders has looked has looked good. He's had some some moments that were have been a little concerning, and obviously he shows that he's a redshirt freshman. But, and I, and I really, man, I have gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I, and I really have leaned heavily on the Oklahoma, that Texas is going to have Dicker the kicker kick a, a game-winning field goal here. But my one concern for OSU in this game is this. 
as good as Tylen Wallace is and as suspect as the as the Texas secondary has been, the the one difference between LSU and Oklahoma State is LSU has like three Tylen Wallaces. OSU has one. And Spencer Sanders to this point as a redshirt freshman has I think looked to Tylen a little bit too much and, and, and Texas's defense is going to not only step up, but do enough to keep Wallace Wallace is gonna get some some catches and some yards. But I'm concerned that Sanders will look to the other guys enough for OSU to to really put up a lot of points. Um, this is by far the best team they faced. I, I know they had a nice test against Tulsa and that helped. I I think that man five and a half. I'm gonna take OSU in this one. I'm gonna say they lose by about four. I actually think Texas has like a ten or eleven point lead, and then Texas and Oklahoma State comes back in with a late touchdown that doesn't do anything but you know mess up with with the betters. I think Texas wins by about about four in this game, so I'll give the pick to OSU. But man, I, it makes me nervous, and and and. and it really does. I have a bad feeling Texas might kind of run away with this one a little bit more than we expect. You know, I, I, this is tough. I agree with you. It's a very tough game. I'll let you go first because I thought maybe you might sway me one side or another. Um, I, I've gone back and forth on it. Uh, this is the game I'm the least confident in. I would not actually put money on this game at all. Um, I'd stay away from it. But it's... Uh, Man, if Texas had more than one running back, if they had Foster or Overshone, I, I, this streak by Oklahoma State is unsustainable. This cannot continue. I really, really want to take Texas. My heart says take Texas in this game, but my brain says take Oklahoma State. Uh, I, I haven't liked 100% of what I've seen out of the Cowboys but I just think they have too many weapons, too much for Texas to deal with. Like you said, Gundy gets you know this team ready to, to play the Longhorns. A lot of the Oklahoma State players are from the state of Texas. They like to show out in front of family. They don't get a lot of opportunities to do that. So uh, give me the Cowboys. I will say, you know, OSU's won four in a row, but three of those four games have been decided by three points. So... Yeah. Take that for what it is, it's and true. that includes the last two in Austin. But you would take the uh, you would take the over though in that game, right? Man, yeah. Like uh, even if Texas wins by four, I'm, I'm, I think like a forty-two thirty-eight or something like that. Like, yeah, I'm taking the over in this game. Like, I just I, I think both there's See, enough I, talent. I think I would both. take the under. <sighs> Man, if 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 for I, I think I would take the under because it's. You know, I I just everybody expects this to be a shootout and expects a lot of points, but I, I kind of see it as like a a thirty five twenty four game, thirty five twenty eight somewhere in there. Um, I think they get close, but I don't think they I don't think they live up to that. I kind of wonder if we get a a little bit more of a defensive first quarter. You know, you see like a seven nothing lead, but that second half, I think it's just gonna the floodgates are gonna open. It, it that I I have a bad feeling. Second half, you're just gonna see. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. Just back and forth scoring. Uh, I think this is going to look more like a Bedlam game than uh, what you would expect from an Oklahoma State-Texas game. All right. You guys have been awesome. This is always fun. Abdul, I, I, again, I really appreciate you taking the time and coming back on the show to talk with us. Um, you do a great job covering college football on Twitter. Do me a favor for everybody who wants to check out the work you do. Uh, where can they do so? Yeah, so it's at Abdul A. Mammon, so A-B-D-U-L-A-M-E-M-O-N. 
I'm I'm gonna bet that that you beat both Chris and I this week, which is I mean that's fine. I don't know what we're gonna do if the guest pickers end up beating us uh, this year. I guess we have to. I guess we just buy beer for each other. I don't know how that's gonna. I don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> so do Do we have an overall guest record? Just in general, like all the guests combined. Well, we've only really had one guest. Gracie was last week, and if you if you count Abdul's first week, and that would have been four and two if he got two wrong. Gracie, uh, Gracie won went two and uh, and two and four, so that'd come out to about six and six right now. I mean, I I think we should at least give Abdul the credit of making those picks. I do. I will. They, they I will. didn't make the final cut, uh, but but we should credit. I'll 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 look at the week um that was in, and I'll look at the um the picks I looked at because I still have my notes um from the show that I did two weeks ago. And yeah, I'll just I'll just look at the scores, make sure I did what my record is. I think it's five and two, but well, I'll double check that with you guys. Cool. All right. Well, everybody enjoy the games this weekend. It should be a fun weekend. Uh, make sure you've got your ESPN Plus so you can watch West Virginia at Kansas to figure out which of us is right. And uh, boys, same thing to you. Enjoy the weekend, uh, and we'll do this again next week. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Abdul. Yep. Thank you, guys. Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. Two, rate and review the show. Five stars, please. It helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us on Twitter, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, or you can shoot it to us in an email. That's 1012podcast, T-E-N, number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.